0: Com. This is The Brian McClanahan Show. Three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. This is episode 43. And today I'm going to discuss an issue that's been in the news quite a bit. In fact, the president has come out with a statement on it. He was in China and talked about this particular issue. And I'm going to take a, a position on it that I'm going to go somewhere where angels fear to tread. Uh, now, people that listen to this podcast are probably going to be, most of them, fairly sympathetic to what I'm saying, but maybe not everyone. And this is not uh, something—what uh, I'm going to say um, is not designed to be controversial— because I think I'm going to try to balance out what I'm saying with, with what's going on. Okay so, th- so the issue is Colin Kaepernick's refusal to stand during the United States national anthem before football games uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. And Kaepernick is a quarterback there and uh, he was quite popular a few years ago when the 49ers are doing very well and now he's been relegated to a he's been benched. Uh, but he still has quite a bit of popularity, and he's made this statement that he's not going to stand because of issues of racial injustice and equality. Okay, so uh, first of all, and a lot of people have uh you know been very upset about this and pol- people are protesting the games and uh, they're they're going to uh the the, the uh, police departments they are not going to. Uh, there's been discussion about they're not going to protect the stadium and these type of things. Um, I, I think that that's perfectly fine. Um, if if one player can protest in that particular way and people don't like that, well, then they have the ability to protest in another way. Uh, and people have the ability to exercise their um, discretion in watching a professional football game or not. In fact, I would argue that there are many reasons to not watch professional football games. Uh, and I grew up watching professional football. Uh, I've always enjoyed it, um, but there comes a time when you have to say, "Do I really want to support this anymore?" And and perhaps if that's where you are, and you say, "Well, look, i I believe in the and the anthem, and I believe people should stand when when the anthem is, anthem is played." Well, then don't watch professional football anymore. Uh, use your <laughs> use your wallet essentially not to watch the games or not to support the games don't support the advertisers or don't buy uh, nfl sunday ticket don't go to football games and perhaps that would show the nfl what they need to have in terms of you know what what you would support for that particular league and like i said there's other reasons not to watch nfl football but uh this one maybe that's the maybe that's the straw that broke the camel's back for you and so you don't support the nfl anymore and i mean. Maybe we should make these statements more often about other things. Um you know, economic boycotts do work, uh particularly large scale ones. So um, you know, maybe that's where we should should be. But that said, let's talk about Kaepernick's protest and what this means maybe in a larger picture. And I'm gonna talk about the anthem and I'm gonna talk about the Pledge of Allegiance and the history of those two things. And why perhaps Americans are getting too upset about something that they really shouldn't be upset about? Okay, so uh, as I said, the president's come out and said, you know, I support this. This is the young people should be more engaged in politics, and we should be thinking about the democratic process. Yada yada yada. Okay, so he's, he he's supporting this type of activity in a protest. Uh, Donald Trump has responded to the to the action and saying, "Well, look, if Kaepernick doesn't like it here, he can just leave the United States." I mean, this, everyone should stand up for the national anthem. What we're having here, in, in in this whole entire debate, is a discussion of nationalism. It really is. That's that's the bigger issue here: nationalism. So we have one candidate for for president saying, "Well, uh." This is, uh, this is our national, quote-unquote, our national anthem. And if you don't like it, you, you shouldn't live in the United States. On the other hand, you have the president saying, well, this is his constitutional right, which is really not his constitutional right. I mean, we could discuss whether rights are constitutional or not, or whether they're just natural rights, or uh, you know, whether you have uh, rights given to you by society, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this is a philosophical question. It's not his constitutional right, but he's looking at it from a national perspective. Well, this is a national issue. Kaepernick is making a national statement. And when you look at these two things, the the National Anthem and the National Pledge of Allegiance, if you look at the history of these two items, first, up until 1931, we didn't have an official official National Anthem. Beginning in the late 19th century, the Star Spangled Banner was adopted by the U.S. Navy uh, to be played as the flag was raised, uh, and it was used other times before sporting events, but not regularly. Sometimes it was played during the seventh-inning stretch, for example, at baseball games. There were other songs that were used as well. Um, Hail Columbia was used. Um, So uh, there were other, quote-unquote, national anthems. But this idea of having one song to unify America was a relatively recent concept. You're talking less than 100 years ago. Uh, And in fact, a bill was put before Congress several times and rejected to have a national anthem. So 1931, President Herbert Hoover signs the quote-unquote national anthem into law, and they start codifying how this particular anthem is going to be uh, observed by military personnel, et cetera, and, and, and other individuals. Now, That is actually very important. The idea of having a national anthem for the military when you're engaged in the armed forces is different than having something for the civilian population. Having something for the military was designed to create unity, respect for what you were doing in a national context. You're serving in the U.S. Army or the U.S. Navy. Your job is to defend... The U.S. Constitution. Now you could you could argue whether a national anthem is even something that we should have according to the U.S. Constitution, but that's that's the point. I mean, you're you're defending the United States. Okay, so to create some type of uniformity, people wanted to have a national anthem. Now I actually enjoy the song. And I like the history of the lyrics. If you don't know, of course, it was written during the War of 1812 by Francis Scott Key while he was watching the Battle of Fort McHenry. And um, Francis Scott Key is a very interesting individual. Now, what's also interesting about the National Anthem is people are highly critical of Francis Scott Key because he was a Southerner Um, and because um, he was not an abolitionist. Uh, He was someone who supported the South all the way up through the 19th century until he died. And so uh, there are some that would say, well, the national anthem is actually racist. Well, that's a whole other issue. And in fact, Kaepernick is kind of making this statement, and I'm going to talk about you know national statement con- uh, in contrast to what Kaepernick actually could do. Okay, so, and what others could do who have problems with some things in America. All right, so. We got the National Anthem. Then we have the Pledge of Allegiance, which is not under fire, but it has been several times. And of course, the Pledge of Allegiance was, the modern Pledge of Allegiance was written by a socialist minister named Francis Bellamy, who was a cousin to a utopian socialist novelist named Edward Bellamy. His book, Looking Backward, 2018 1881 is a socialist utopian novel where we have a national policy for everything. Uh, there is no more currency because doctors make as much as waiters and uh you know for example you walk down the street and you've got uh umbrellas over the entire sidewalk so nobody needs umbrellas anymore i mean it's it's a it's a kooky book uh unless you're into that kind of thing but it's a utopian novel the guy falls asleep in eighteen eighty one wakes up in two thousand and because socialism socialism has taken over the United states now everything is beautiful uh it it's it's a novel that you should read. It's very boring, I'll be honest. But you really get an, an inside look at what people were thinking in the late 19th century in terms of these socialist utopians. Now, the thing that Bellamy says, though, is very important in this book and what his cousin is doing, they don't call this socialism. In fact, Bellamy's book spawned, quote-unquote, nationalist clubs what bellamy says is that basically this is nationalism what we need to do is create an environment where everyone thinks of themselves as one people with one identity and that one identity will then lead us to a national utopian climate so when you look at the pledge which was not adopted and as the official pledge of the united states until world war 2 and of course the way you used to say the pledge with your hand outstretched was very similar to the Nazi salute, so that was changed. So we didn't have an official pledge of allegiance according to the United States government until World War II. And then we didn't have um, a national anthem until 1931, which just before the Great Depression. So we have these two national things being created in the middle of the 20th century. So what does that say? First of all, Kaepernick's Stance is to say we need a national conversation about race relations or justice. And as I've already discussed in a podcast, um, it was know your enemy. Perhaps these are legitimate grievances that need to be discussed. Maybe maybe Obama's correct that we do have some issues in the United States that need to be discussed on these particular items. Um, But is it really a national conversation? Or is it more of a local conversation? I'm quite certain that these issues are not problems all across the United States. Maybe they are problems in certain areas. And so the conversation really needs to be had in those particular areas. And so what you had in their reaction to this, in fact, you had uh, uh, Ted Cruz propose a bill. Now here's the constitutional conservative, Ted Cruz, quote-unquote constitutional conservative, proposing a bill, the back-the-blue bill, which would nationalize the U.S. police forces, which is completely unconstitutional. Policing, law enforcement, was always recognized as a local issue. And so if if there are local problems with law enforcement, that needs to be addressed by a local community. If there are problems in San Francisco with law enforcement and race relations, well then that's an issue for San Francisco. It's not really an issue for pick your state or pick your locality. This is where I say think locally, act locally. What Kaepernick is doing is thinking locally and acting nationally. And do we really have an American nation? I mean, that's a whole other question. Uh, I think there are a variety of people in the United States with a variety of backgrounds. Uh, We really don't have a one people, we've never had a one people in the United States. Members of the founding generation recognize this over and over and over again when America was still pretty much dominated by British Americans or their descendants. You had certainly other uh, peoples here in the United States, but for the most part, the British Isles dominated America. Now, today, uh, the culture is still there. That's still the dominant culture, but I think when you look at— it, but that's changing, I think, over time. And when you look at the peoples that are in the United States— we definitely don't have a nation, a nation in, in the old definition of, of a people with a similar racial, ethnic, religious background, um, sharing a common language. I mean, this just doesn't exist anymore. We have several peoples, and this is why federalism works. I mean, this is why decentralization should be pursued by every group in the United States because you could have, in a decentralized much more federalist environment, you could have states responding to the peoples of those states. You know, maybe San Francisco uh, and, and California in general, maybe California needs to be broken up. There is that proposal to break it into five states. Maybe it needs to be broken up so that better reflect the cultures of the people in those particular regions. And so Kaepernick's response should be, well, you know, uh, look, I think there are problems. Uh, maybe I don't agree with A national anthem. Maybe, uh, you know, we we need an anthem for the people of California or whatever it is. Uh, We do have a state song in California. Maybe that's the one I'll stand for. Maybe that's what we need to play before the football games in San Francisco, California. Uh, And then maybe we need to have a discussion about race relations in San Francisco or Los Angeles or Sacramento or whatever, whatever city you have in San Diego in California. And maybe pe- the people of Detroit need to have a conversation about it in Detroit or Chicago in Chicago. Obviously, Chicago has a real issue there. And maybe law enforcement is an issue in those states. But on the other hand, maybe the, the, there there have been some discussions. The law enforcement has backed off in these areas. If you're going to criticize what we're doing, we just want police here. And the law enforcement has, has uh, the ability to say that as well. If they want to change the rules about how law enforcement is conducted in particular areas, like Baltimore, for example, the crime rate is skyrocketing in Baltimore because the police don't want to be sued. They don't want to be in a situation where they're going to get assaulted. And so they've stopped enforcing a lot of the laws in Baltimore. And if this is what the people want, then that's what they get. If the people don't want law enforcement, the law enforcement won't do it. So the, Baltimore has reacted in a way in response to all the things going on there. The law enforcement has, and that's their prerogative as well. Why jump in and try to uphold the law that the people don't want upheld to begin with and face penalties, civil penalties or criminal penalties, uh, or assault yourself? So just back off. The, The law enforcement is responding. All these issues are local issues. They're not national issues. We don't need a national bill back the blue. That's completely unconstitutional. And when you look at the pledge and you look at the national anthem, the the design of these two things is to create the perception that every issue is a national issue, and this is simply not true. We don't have one nation indivisible. That's never been the case. This never was the case when the founding generation ratified the Constitution. We had federalism. You could say we have a federal republic, but that's, that's the original idea, a federal republic that's decentralized, that allows the states to respond to the people of its own community in terms of law enforcement and other major issues, domestic issues in particular, that reflect the culture of the people. And so this is why I've said, you know, if you live in Massachusetts and you want your socialist utopia, have at it. Have at it. But don't expect the people of another state to agree with it and try to implement it there. What we need to stop thinking, what Ka- Kaepernick needs to do is say, well, this is, a, this is an issue for these local communities. I support local discussions about what we can do about racial injustice. If he feels strongly about that or an issue that, that is pressing, if that's, if that's a true issue, well, then I, I feel strongly about that. So we're going to, I'm, I think we need to, we need to address these issues. He should be saying, I don't want to say the national anthem because of other issues. And I know people that don't stand for the national anthem anymore, that don't say the pledge because of this particular position. There isn't one nation indivisible. What nationalism has done is created the climate where we think we need to have one-size-fits-all policies for everything, a top-down solution, and this is why people are angry. I also had a podcast, Why Americans Are Angry, and it's this particular issue. I could care less about what Colin Kaepernick does before a San Francisco 49ers football game. I don't live in San Francisco and it, I don't really watch professional football anymore. So, if that's uh if that's what that individual wants to do as a form of political protest, then fine. Uh, you don't have to support it. You have that you can exercise that as well and not support professional football or say that uh you know, I don't support Colin Kaepernick or we, I mean, the issue, of course, is a distraction from major issues that are going on out there. For for example, our, our destruction of the dollar and our U.S. debt and other things that are going to be much more problematic in the future than a national anthem. But the response, a national solution, should be terrifying. Because what generally happens is that we get a national policy that's going to destroy real federalism, that's going to destroy local response to these particular issues, which is what we should be looking at anyways. And so individuals should say, okay, Kaepernick can make his protest. Well, you know, we're pretty happy with our law enforcement in our particular city. Uh, we're pretty happy with race relations in our particular city. Uh, they're, they're okay, whatever it is. And if there's an issue, we we'll then address it in those particular cities. We're pretty happy with, uh, you know, how things are going on in our state. And not really worry about Kaepernick. We don't need national back the blue bills. I think it's okay for a local community to say, you know, we're going to support our police officers in our local community. We're going to show them that they have our respect, that uh, we we uh, respect what they're doing. Uh, we we think they're keeping us safe, whatever it is. And in that issue, know your enemy again. The enemy is not the enemy is not the police here. It's it's law. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's the ability for uh, police to do things that maybe we don't think they should be doing. The police are just doing their job. Maybe the law is the actual problem. Maybe we don't need national laws on particular issues. I mean, that is more of the issue. So what, what Kaepernick is doing is he's making a statement, a national statement, for something that uh, we should be looking at in local communities. So that's my issue with Colin Kaepernick. Um the issue is larger than just not standing for the pledge of allegiance or not standing for the national anthem or whatever it is. We shouldn't have any of those things to begin with. These issues uh you know police law enforcement that's a local issue. And so we should be having local discussions. Education is a local issue. Just about any issue you can think of really is a local issue. Think locally, act locally. There are very few quote unquote national issues. In America, one of them is, of course, the the overall health of the economy, because that does affect people all over the United States. But even there, you know, local communities can do things to try to hedge against very bad policies coming from the central government in regard to uh, economics, and individuals can hedge against that too. And so that's what people need to be doing. Thinking locally, acting locally within their own family, within their own community. And not really worrying about what some professional football player does before a football game. If that is a problem in your community, then address it in your community. Not in some national protest, quote unquote national protest, because it may not be a problem in other areas of the United States. And so a national policy might do things that would damage local communities in other areas. So when we see these issues, I think that the general response should be, okay, that's nice, but let's not have a quote-unquote national discussion. Let's have a local discussion about these things. If that, if that really is problematic in your area, let's have, a local, let's have a talk with our city council. Let's have a talk with our county commission. Let's have a talk with our state legislators about this issue because maybe this is a problem in our state. Take your pick of the issue. I mean, Kaepernick, we could debate Kaepernick's position, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to discuss nationalism as a real issue in America, as a a problematic issue in America. We don't have very many national issues. We have local issues which are uh, inflated to be national issues by dedicated activist groups and so when barack obama stands up and says well this is his constitutional right it's not really Uh, i'm sure that the state constitution of california also has some provision about uh, free speech and not just that but the other thing is colin kaepernick is an employee of the national football league and the san francisco 49ers and so if you believe in business rights or private property rights, they could penalize him for not doing this. I mean, so he does work for them. So, I mean, there is that. Uh, and political speech uh, is one of these gray areas about speech issues and when you're working. And, and he is working for the San Francisco 49ers when he's making this statement. So uh, the NFL... Or the San Francisco 49ers could take action against Colin Kaepernick if they don't like it, uh, because unless there's some type of free speech clause in his contract, but they could take action against him. And, uh, you know, so that's that's another issue entirely. Uh, while you're While you are working in the, actually, working hours for your employer, there are things, different things that employers can do. So that's another issue entirely. But... Uh, that's my two cents on the issue. Uh, the real issue is nationalism. It's not the, the anthem or the pledge itself. It's nationalism, and I think that's what we should be combating every day, that we have some type of national solution for every single problem in America. When people ask the president, what are you going to do about uh, the education of the United States or education in the United States? What are you going to do about uh, you know police in the United States, law enforcement? These are not issues the president really should address. These are issues for local communities to to discuss, uh, and that should be our real conversation. The president should be asked issues about foreign policy because the president is head of state. Uh, The president should be asked about executing laws that the Congress passes because that's the president's job. But other than that, the president shouldn't be asked about a whole lot of other things because the president really shouldn't have Any type of discretion or ability to influence any other policy in the United States, it's really purely left to the states themselves. And that's where we really need to start focusing our attention in the United States, pulling back from thinking we need national solutions to every single problem that we have. It just won't work. This is what makes Americans angry. This is what makes Americans think that the system is broken because in reality, you were not represented in the U.S. Congress. Uh, when your representative ratio is over 700,000 to 1, you're not represented. and so But you are represented at your state and local level. And so we need to be thinking about that. Uh, and you need to be working and doing the things you can do at home in your local community to change your life. To think locally and act locally. Change your life at home. Change your life in your local community. If you do that, you'll be much happier. And this goes for any issue. So I wish Kaepernick would come out and say that. And I wish people would start looking that way. That's the whole point of this podcast in many ways, to start changing some minds about how you should be thinking about issues politically and structurally in the United States. And if we can dump this infatuation with nationalism... On most issues, I think Americans would be much more happily and politically involved. Obama says that he wants people to be politically involved. Well, start thinking locally and acting locally, and you'll see that your efforts will have better results than if you go up to Washington, D.C., and jump and shout and spit and cuss at the at the Congress, on the steps of Congress or uh, at the White House, whatever it is. You're going to have much more. If, if you had uh, 100 people and you went and go stood at your... Local courthouse, you'd have a better response than if you took 100 people to Washington, D.C. There, you're just going to be like an ant, uh, one ant in, uh, among millions. If you go to your courthouse, though, you might even get on the local news, and it might be an issue that you can have some effect. Swing an election. I know in our local elections, elections can be swung by, swung by just a few hundred votes. Get out there and get a few hundred people. To support your position, you can change an election. A few hundred votes isn't going to do anything for a U.S. congressional seat most of the time, or a Senate seat, or, of course, the President of the United States. So you really don't have much voice there unless you've got lots and lots of money, or you're part of a super PAC, or you're part of a special interest group, then you might have more of a voice. But this is the real issue in America today. We need to stop looking at national solutions for local problems when you stop thinking about American nationalism, stop having statements, well, if you don't like America, then get out. Well, it, there's, there's another fl- issue here, one thing that I forgot to mention. This is, we conflate two issues, patriotism and nationalism. They're not the same. Now, patriotism, I mean, what you could suggest is that Kaepernick is actually doing something very patriotic. He's questioning policy, which is patriotic. I mean, the founding generation did this. They questioned British policy. And they started refusing to say God save the, the, the king or God save, uh, you know, God save the uh, empire. They, they stopped saying these things because they were troubled by British policy. It wasn't that they were, they didn't like Britain. In fact, you're being more patriotic by questioning policy. Nationalism is not, a blind devotion to something is not really healthy. If you're questioning what you're doing, what the policies are, well, that's much more patriotic. So, I mean, in that way, you could say that Kaepernick is being much more patriotic by just saying, look, I don't like these policies. Uh, but he should be focusing again on local, not necessarily, you know, national. So don't being interested in local is much more patriotic and much more responsive politically than being a nationalist. So that's my two cents on the issue. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I'll see you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show.